This episode originally aired on February 24th, 2023 on the Unethical Patreon. Our guest today is hilarious comedian and friend of the show, Sumit Swami. Oh, and I just start doing a podcast about Rick's murder. And we're like, oh, wait, <laughs> he's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, hold the fuck nice. up. <laughs> that's called premeditated, is what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> It was a dark and stormy evening in Dicton, and in the back offices of the private Dick's detective agency, comedian Sumit Swami is there trying to hire the Dick's to solve another case for him. I, I want to hire you guys, because last time when you saw that case, Sukhdeep was very happy, and he was extremely satisfied with the services. So... Oh, you found Sukhdeep, did you? Yes, we did. Where was Guess he? what? Mexico. <laughs> it's the first place we should always look is Mexico. Everyone always goes to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he went for a delivery and got lost there, and then he just couldn't come out, and it's been like two years now. And he's like, I liked it here, so I stayed. Mm. <laughs> the Mexican-American border just let him through thinking he was Mexican, but as soon as he came back yeah, through the American absolutely. border, they're like, yeah. uh-uh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> they called him Carlo. <laughs> okay well i'm glad you found so deep and did you get your 200 dollars back no i mean he still has to give a bunch of money to other people but you know what it's okay i mean it happened it's all right he's a cousin we gotta like let it go because i might need his truck for something somewhere so why not hmm. the way i'm going with my life i have to run away pretty much in like 24 hours bunch of things have happened <laughs> i'm picturing the two of them like just like constantly considering the other one missing like and then <laughs> just trading places in mexico in <laughs> and, and, and the guys in mexico doesn't even know that we are two different people they're like carlo yeah. you're back and i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> carlo you got a little bit fatter <laughs> uh is how sook deep related to you my mom had a bunch of sisters that she did not account for she never bothered asking, but there was a sister. And then my mom was like, she's my sister because she kind of looks the same. We don't do that hmm. DNA bullshit. That's you people. <laughs> we are like, okay, she does look like me kind of 10%. You know, she must be my sister. My dad, he's around. He's not around a lot. He's always going somewhere or something. So something might have happened with somebody else. So we just assume and we go from there. So okay. yeah, Sukhdeep is like my mom's sister's son, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So your mom's side. Okay. That was a long yeah. way to just say like my mom's side. I like that. Yeah. Well, he also said cousin a bunch of times. So I, I feel like maybe you would have picked up on that at some point that it was his cousin. <laughs> That's why I explained. I'm like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe explanation. He's like, yeah. He needs to learn what a cousin is. That's not what I was. At. My question was, is it your mom's or your dad's side? I should have said that. Not how like I knew it was your cousin. That's all right. Hey, listen, this is all about investigation, right? And you have your shitty <laughs> superpower. So let's do this. <laughs> 10 episode miniseries suck deep coming in netflix <laughs> i feel like that one's not on netflix i feel like that one's on a different streaming service you just gotta change your your ip baby you just gotta yeah. get a vpn you can get it's that. called hot india tv yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, what do you want us to solve? I'm glad you came back for repeat business. You're a good high paying customer. 200 bucks for a murder? That was great. What are you looking yes. for this time? Heard there is some kind of murder happening. Some some guy potentially died in Antarctica or something. So let's do this. Let's let's find out what's happening on that side. And and you know what? We went to America last time, right? And we are in Canada. So we kind of went south. Let's go more, not north, but a little bit like west side and i kind of see what's happening and from there we got to go even more south wait a minute i fucked up my geography i was gonna say it's just south from wherever you are on earth Hmm. i shouldn't had those chais i knew it (laughs) (laughs) that masala was funny wait that's not that's not necessarily true it's not just south wherever you are on earth how do you figure the yeast speaks are you, because you're trying to you're trying to go the shortest distance when you travel somewhere, right? So if you're at the tip of Greenland, would you not go north <laughs> to go I around mean, the world back south again? No, it's always south. Doesn't matter how far north you are; it's the most southern part of the world. So you'd always go south. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, if you're talking about yeah, if you're not talking about direction, if you're talking about end location, because you can go in the direction of north and still end up in Antarctica if you just continue to go north forever. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about like the top of the. Do I have to draw a circle just... and show you how that would be longer? <laughs> no, but now I feel like I need to fucking map it because I feel like <laughs> if you're yank open Google Earth, baby. I, I want this baby if you're around. at the North Pole, roll and that let's say that Antarctica is it's exactly on the South Pole, regardless of which direction you go, it's the same distance. And it's both south. Boom. I mean, true south, yeah. But I mean, directional-wise, you if you're on the North Pole and you travel in any direction, it's south. Bro, fuck this shit. Okay. <laughs> Get somebody here that does okay. maps. I think I'm okay. okay. out for this one already. You know Bye. what, listeners? You know what, Richard. listeners? Take a Richard. break. Take a break. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys take a break because I, I would like to share my screen if I may. Yeah. All right. Look, if you look at this, okay. All right. This is the Earth. And then, okay, if we go, if we go up, boom. Uh-oh. Have we blown your mind yet? You went up. That means it's north, right? No. Yeah, that's that's, how, up is north. That's, that's how directions work. I hate everyone, yeah. you guys. If you flip a compass upside down, it doesn't make it north to go the opposite way of the needle point. Ready? Listen, we talked about this for the Bermuda Triangle. We can't trust directions at this point. We're trusting no one now. Well, good thing I know a lot about fucking Antarctica. Suman, I got you covered. I mean, yeah, you guys basically fucking live there. Yeah, I, we live in the direction. The exact opposite direction of the South Pole of Antarctica. I don't, I basically don't, I live probably one of the furthest people away from Antarctica. I'm not going to fucking be talked to by like that by a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to prove my point with directions, but Google Maps is not really participating in me trying to get to Antarctica from Greenland. So, <laughs> yeah, they said, "Hey, no right town. <laughs> you can't drive." For there. some reason, I can't walk there. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, they... maybe we'll solve that along the way, but they're not providing me walking directions right now. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Suman, I'm trying to collect. A, a mystery solved in every continent. Okay. And I went to all the continents and solved at least one just to make sure I had one. And Antarctica only has one. So I think I know what you're talking about. I think you're talking about yeah. the mysterious poisoning 
of Rodney Marks. Yes, sir. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. So you know what? This is why all this come back. No matter how fucked up we are in our directions and whatever it is, but you know what? We still do it. And that's what it is. Oh, thanks, man. Let's get on the barge and travel north to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still Googling it. <laughs> I'm playing with Google Earth. It's actually really interesting. If you pick like a point on one side of Antarctica and you drag it all the way over to like uh, Greenland and then you, you try and move it to the other side of Greenland, it will completely try and make you go like not even over the Earth. You'll just go like west. Yeah, it doesn't make any like... sense. I'm still trying to figure this out. Hold on. I can't I can't confirm yet. Still trying to figure Maybe. out what's going on here. <laughs> Maybe it's just a software thing, not the actual earth problem. Can somebody blow this guy up a balloon and just put two <laughs> points on a fucking top and bottom and then show him how I much? understand where they are, like never mind. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rick misspoke once and then had to <laughs> had to find <laughs> any reason <laughs> that would be true in reality though sumit i started looking into mm-hmm. this because the last episode i did was proving the existence of santa claus which is at the north pole and what i right away was like i wonder if there's any mysteries on the south pole and there is which i found was crazy and it's not some weird bizarro world santa claus a santa the worst purple and just like comes and gives adults presents I, I or takes away adults things it's there's an actual murder down there so before we talk about what's going on at the south pole though uh, mystery wise let's just talk about antarctica in general because i found this very interesting now antarctica sounds like it could be the name of a villain in a marvel movie like Iceman's arch nemesis but it's actually the fifth largest continent on the planet um, most of antarctica is covered by what's called the antarctic ice sheet which it had it's an average thickness of 1.9 kilometers or 1.2 miles. So that's pretty. That's a lot of ice, more than I thought. Thick, baby. Now, uh, the ice sheet covers almost 14 million square kilometers. So that's 5.4 million square miles, which is about twice the size of Australia, if it even exists. This ice is the largest freshwater reserve on Earth. 61% of all freshwater is frozen up there. So, or down there. I guess up there for getting on the barge. So if all if the whole ice sheet was to melt, the average sea levels around the world would raise by 58 meters. On average, it's the coldest, driest, windiest place on Earth. It's described as a polar desert. The only vegetation on Antarctica is the at the northern edges, and it's just moss or lichen or lichen. I don't know how you say it, lichen. Yes. There are only a few creatures that can survive in this harsh environment. I'm sure you guys know a couple of them. What do you guys got for Antarctica? What lives on Antarctica? Penguins. Yeah, I was going to say penguins. Yeah. So just a couple smaller parasitic creatures, like tardigrades and shit like that can live there. Also seals and nine different species of penguins. So I didn't know seals were down there. I thought it was just strictly penguin, but it's... Something's got to eat all the fucking penguins. Yeah, that's true. There's shit tons. It's really funny. I was watching penguin videos when I first started looking at this, and they like bundle up they're pretty cool they like gather in a big mass so they don't die they just get picked off on the edges yeah did you know they they projectile shit on each other 
<laughs> no, I didn't, but tell me more. Yeah, yeah you can find videos yeah, of it where they're just like, it, it comes out like a fucking squirt gun, pal. Just boom, eye shot. Thanks. I like that. You're welcome. Is there like proposing, like confession of love or what's happening? Yeah, is that like I, a... I hope not. That's, that's a terribly <laughs> toxic relationship. Not even You're just toxic from already. the shit pathogens, but... Figuratively and whatever the other word yeah, is. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. Literally, literally toxic. Literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Antarctica is so desolate that space agencies send potential astronauts there to train. The Antarctic's supposed to simulate what isolation would be like in their longer-term missions. It has the lowest recorded temperature ever, minus 89.2. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I didn't look it up. I should have. In 1983 at the Soviet Vostok station. In the summer months, it can get as high as 10 degrees Celsius, which I didn't do in Fahrenheit again either. Sorry. The first recorded sightings of Antarctica are credited to the Spanish in 1603, uh, but it was officially discovered by Russian explorers in 1820, followed by the first landing in 1865 by the Norwegians. The British were the first to get inland to the magnetic South Pole in 1909 by a team led by uh, Robert F. Scott. And a couple of years later, in 1911, Norwegians are the first to make it to geographic South Pole by a team led by a guy named Roald Amundsen. Roald. It's it's Ronald without an N. Roald. Oh, like Roald Dahl. Oh, okay. There you go. Roald. Sure. Or maybe a typo? Nope. That's what it is. I looked it up like three times. I kept going like, is this Ronald? <laughs> I go back and fucking waste my time. No, it's Roald. Amazing. McDonald is back again. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be auto brewery syndrome again. I can feel it. Uh, <laughs> it was a <the> yeast. <laughs> Antarctica is actually governed by 55 different countries under the Antarctic Treaty System, the ATS. Eight of those countries have land claims. The others do not. Some land claims are disputed by other countries. And under the ATS, some countries like the U.S. and Russia have the right to claim land whenever they want. So they can just go like, nope, this is mine. Hmm. Honestly, it's like super complicated. And I got really bored looking up the politics up there. But I do want to make mention of it because the treaty makes it complicated when a crime happens. Since the treaty was signed in 1959, 55 different research stations have popped up on the humanless continent. That treaty also states that if anyone commits a crime in the Antarctic, they would be subject to the laws of their own country. During the summer months, Antarctica has a population of 5,000 people. And during the winter months, it drops to a little over 1,000 people. Uh, these people are scientists, support personnel, and security for all the research stations. Believe it or not, 40,000 people make it to Antarctica for a tourist destination every year. So that's a lot more than I thought. I didn't think that many people went down there. The summers are six months, all sun, and winters are six months of darkness. With population so sparse, it was hard to find any cases out there, but there were some. The first case I could find was at the Soviet station I talked about, the Vostok station in 1959. Uh, it's not a mystery, but it's a, it's a case from up there. Uh, quickly mention it anyway, because it's kind of funny. So two Russians at the station, two Russian scientists, were playing chess, and when one of them lost... He lost his fucking mind and he grabbed a fucking ice axe and killed the other guy with it. <laughs> like just because of a Damn. loss of chess game. Yeah. 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 That's definitely what happened. That wasn't a lie or faked or anything. I've seen uh, that was in, uh, you know, it was National Geographic it was like in the Canadian Geographic magazine. They said it was like mm -hmm. a murder. So I don't know how, like it wasn't like a tabloid or anything like I, that. It was, it was weird. I'm going to go 
I'm gonna go with the lighthouse, but it's chilly. I don't get that joke. Oh, you never seen the lighthouse? No, sorry. It's about it's about two dudes uh, alone in a lighthouse, getting really gay and violent with one another. <laughs> okay, it's probably Yeah. that. Like Russian would be like, they were gay, and we just put them there so they would go have their own love over there because they don't like gay Well, people. they don't start off that way. It's the loneliness that does it to them. <laughs> okay. Makes makes a man go crazy. <laughs> For dick. yeah kind of related to breeding um did you know that there's 20 million penguins on antarctica 20 million, yeah. Something like that that. means if we ever got into like a war down there and all the countries work together each person would have to take on four thousand penguins <laughs> in the summer that doesn't seem as scary as you. I think you feel it does. <laughs> I don't I know. feel like Just sheer number alone. I, pal, Imagine having I, to carry 4,000 penguins somewhere. yeah, doable. Hard. Yes. Bullshit. Bring it on. If, if any, if any of the listeners out there have access to 4,000 penguins, RJ wants to fight one. um, we would like to put RJ into a room with them. <laughs> okay, but this is a war, so I get to plan ahead of time. I'm going to strategize. Yeah. Go ahead, plan. I'm The going penguins to, are I'm planning going to, too. We're going to set them I'm going up to with arm them. myself. Yeah. Okay. The fucking penguins who, what are they going to do? They're going to shit on each other. They're I don't going to try know, to poop and I'm not on going me. to tell you that because that would give you an unfair advantage. So All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring a gun and then clear. How about 10,000 myself? I think I can do pretty well. I'll tell you think you you're what. going to clear I'll also, 10,000 penguins I also, with a single I weapon? also fuck it. I'll clear 10,000 penguins with a fucking lawnmower, motherfucker. No way. What kind of lawnmower do you have? First off, you'd have to rate if you got a riding A standard and one. A standard lawnmower. What the fuck are they going to do? Run out If of you're the way? pushing I doubt a mower, it. that deck is not going to get raised high enough to do anything except for maybe some foot damage. All right. They're fucking penguins. I would just bring a bunch of chess boards and let them kill themselves. Like That's a spark. true. Yeah. Yeah. They'll start getting real like, like stir crazy cabin fever. And then they'll, they'll try to wrestle each other naked. And one of them will bash the other's brains out with a rock. I just thought one of you guys is going to pick up an ice pig just in a second and just like kill each other or something. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen it reported both ways though. I did see that it was reported as a murder, but I also did see a couple of places say it was just like the guy recovered from his injury. So uh, who knows if it's true? Uh, it's the first recorded ever murder on Antarctica on the continent of Antarctica. Uh, I'm sure there was a shit ton of murders before that, like of pirates in the seas, like you are a piece of shit and throw you off the edge. Like I'm sure that happened, but Could like they go that far back then, though? in the 1800s, they they went their 1850s. Hmm. Yeah. I think there was a ship that went in 1806, too. They were trying to find this Danish explorers who went there first. And this was a British uh, ship that went in there. And they were not able to have any paperwork. When they came back, they were shamed for it. I think there's also a movie about Mm. Is it. that But is that the terror? Is that where they go? no, they go north. They go by Canada. Uh, okay. All right. From then until 2000, there's a few deaths that involved accidents. Like one guy was on a tractor and just fell down a ravine. Another was crushed by falling snow and he was trying to clear out the clean air intake. He was like hit it with a broom, I guess. And it just fell on his head like a moron. Did one did one guy shit his pants and kill himself because he saw two penguins and his name was Rick Getz? I'm not afraid of two. You're telling me 4,000 penguins come at you and you're just prepared. You're full of shit. I know you're full of shit. Better not smell like bird 4,000 season or something anything. like that. 4,000 kindergartners can come at you and it's going to be a rough time. Are you saying that a penguin is stronger than a kindergarten? 100%. 100%. Okay. Okay. Sheer weight and and you think about the blubber thickness alone. <laughs> You're gonna you're I gonna need a bullet with with some good velocity there to get through them all. I, I'm I'm with you. Okay.
I, I don't want to fight 4,000 uh, penguins, but I mean, I think I could take them out given enough time. How much time do we get? That's the other thing. And how well, much you just got to get them before they get you. Hey, Rick, boo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> RJ put up the cutest little picture of a penguin. You, you know what's hilarious, though? The, the, the penguin generals probably would only send the baby ones after you because they don't need shit to take you down. Oh. Okay, cool. Send send 4,000 then. I'm still right then. Put an emperor penguin side by side to a human. They're fucking big. Those emperor penguins are gigantor. <laughs> Yeah, but they're st- dude, they're slow and they're dumb. But you need to remember, there's a lot of different breeds of penguins out there. You're gonna have different <laughs> classes coming at you. You're gonna think you have it all figured out. They're doing certain moves, and then boom, macaroni penguin slides yeah. right through. <laughs> and he's just on you. Fucking fucking penguin shock troopers. <laughs> have you not seen that movie? Penguin Suicide penguins just running up and blowing themselves up. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, so I did find the one unsolved death in the Antarctic. Today, we're going to be talking about the death of Rodney Marks. Rodney David Marks was an Australian working in the Antarctic at the Amundsen Scott South Pole Station. Uh, the sphere-shaped Amundsen Scott South Pole Station is located at the South Pole pretty much. It's just a bit north of the pole itself, or I guess west if you're Rick. I still don't know where the fuck they are on, on this island, by the way you just said it. They're on the Amundsen Scott South Pole Station, AM. UN. Oh, I see it. All right. All right. So like toward the center of the island, if you're looking top down at it. The, the South Pole. I, I, I understand. I'm just clearing it up for other people. Actually, the one place on Earth that it actually, without any exaggeration, has six months of light and six months of dark and literally just two days of twilight at the equinoxes. So like flips a switch basically overnight or I guess over 24 hours it flips from day to night. All the time, which is kind of scary. You know what's kind of you know what else is kind of scary? The sheer number of Russian stations right next to that one. Oh, there's shit tons of Russian ones. Russians are actually, I think, the most presence down there. The station is named after Roald Amundsen, the guy we talked about earlier, and uh, Robert F. Scott, the other guy we talked about earlier. The two guys that found both poles, the magnetic and geographic south. At the Amundsen Scott South Pole Station, it's a research station run by the U.S. the National Science Foundation. Research at the station includes glaciology, meteorology, upper atmosphere physics, astronomy, astrophysics, and some biomedical studies going on over there too. In the summer months, it houses nearly 200 researchers and a support staff. Uh, And when winter comes, the scientists dwindle down to about a staff of approximately 50. Since it's a U.S. operated station, it's under the jurisdiction of the U.S., but the land is not sovereign to them. It's sovereign to the Kiwis, to New Zealand has a slice of that. And like I said, it gets confusing how this works. Uh, and it just makes it more messy when bad shit happens down there. Rodney Marks was an astrophysicist who used infrared telescopes to study the skies. Kind of like our buddy, Dr. Bogle from Australia. He kind of had the same, they were looking through the same kind of telescopes. And with winter being six months of no sunlight, it's like the perfect place to study the stars for an astrophysicist. Rodney Marks was born on March 13th, 1968 in Geelong, Victoria. He was one of three children of parents, Paul and Ray Marks. I think that's Mary Marks. I don't fucking know. Paul and Ray. It's not, she doesn't have two dads. He has a mom. I forget her name. Rodney was intelligent even as a child. By the age of seven, Rodney would complete crossword puzzles in the newspaper using only a pen and a thesaurus. Crikey. As a teenager, Rodney earned a scholarship to a prestigious private school where he also excelled in math and science. 
Um, he also loved surfing and music. Colleagues of Rodney said that Rodney used to love to break stereotypes. Astrophysicist Gene Davidson, who worked with Rodney in Antarctica, said, quote, he didn't look like a typical scientist. He had long hair, dressed goth with black fingernails. He stood out. Yeah, you think he would with black fingernails and all that white ice, too. Yeah, it's not very sure. good. Good camouflage. Yeah, the penguins are gonna fucking get him for sure if they can see him that yep. easy. I'm, I'm, I was looking them up by the way. It turns out they are quite aggressive. So, <laughs> that... eating, eating your words a little bit, are you? I am. Well, then no, I, and no, then no, I... no, 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 no. You can beat them, and we're gonna arrange it. Don't worry. <laughs> well, okay, but I'm gonna I, let me let let me get like uh, I want to like bond with a baby orca. All right, first. And then I need like a good like six to 10 years for that to grow full size. Um, and then for them to figure out how to design uh, a saddle around its dorsal fin. And then I'll take them on by the by the killer whale mouthful, baby. I feel like you'd just die of hypothermia at that point, though. No, I'll have like a suit or something. I don't know. <laughs> the you said I get to prepare. You didn't have. You didn't tell me I had to have the plans laid out for you. <laughs> All right, we'll do. We'll do a private dicks cruise down to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I feel. Like, I feel like there's like a, one of those that already exists, and we'd end up in like a lot of trouble. Yeah, probably a private dicks cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Go down where there aren't any people around. Everybody on the dick cruise. <laughs> Okay, Rodney did his undergraduate studies in astronomy at the University of Melbourne, earning his first class honors and his PhD studies in physics at the University of South Wales. In his thesis, he wrote at length about the South Pole, place he wanted to go study the stars at. So going to the South Pole was a dream of Rodney's, is what I'm trying to portray here. Rodney was in Antarctica on two separate occasions, working on these infrared telescopes. To be able to work at the South Pole, at these stations, there are many physical and psychological tests you have to pass to make sure you can survive the bleak conditions and harsh environments. A lot of people don't pass them, actually, which it wasn't really a shock to me when I read it. But I, I found there's two different tests. You have to take a test just to go to there for the summer months. But if you're going to stay for the winter, there's a fucking further psychological test that you have to take. Astronauts and shit are tested there. So like, it's pretty, pretty rigorous just to be able to work down there, which makes sense. Ronnie must have passed the test, which you'll see in a minute why I find that a little bit crazy. He wintered there between 1997 and 98, taking care of an infrared telescope that was named Spyrex. I just wanted to say that Spyrex doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Um, sounds cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, Rod loved being at South Pole so much, he wanted to go back there as soon as he was able. They'd only let them stay for like a year and then they make them back to land. <laughs> go, go get around people again, then come back. In 1999, he was hired by the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory to go back to the South Pole to work on the Antarctic Submillimeter Telescope and Remote Observatory. This was supposed to be a year-long project running from November 1999 to November 2000 uh, as a research project for the University of Chicago. Last little fact here about R Rodney. Well, maybe not the last little fact, but an uh, interesting fact about Rodney here is that he had Tourette syndrome. Oh, yeah. Not really the fun swearing ticks, though. His ticks were barely noticeable to others. That's what a lot of people said. He would twitch every once in a while, and he had sharp, like he would blow his nose excessively sometimes. Mm. Like do that, not blow, like suck in. And he would like twitch every once in a while, but it wasn't like the fun swearing one. He wasn't yelling cunt all the time, which 
Yeah. Not that Yeah, fun. that I might be able to get used to. The other one I might poison a motherfucker over. <laughs> Rodney on the base, and it just in general was well liked and friendly man. He was a very good scientist too. He's held high regard with all his peers. And he also loved to share his, his love of science with others. Uh, on Wednesdays at the base, he would give a one-hour lecture on the basics of astrophysics to anyone who wanted to come. And lots of people did come. Um, I guess you're bored out there. There's not really that much to do. But he would, he would draw a crowd just talking about the basics of astro. Hmm. Um, he was also a bit of a drunk. But this was common at the station. Uh, and, and I say drunk, but like... People more describe him as a binge drinker. He would just get like absolutely lit every once in a while. He wasn't drinking every day to get through his day, but like on weekends, he would get fucked up. Nice. They had a shit ton of booze on the site, like on the South Pole. They had their own bar that was open almost 24 hours a day and like crates and crates filled of like hard liquor, beer, all sorts of shit. So it's not like beer and alcohol were hard to come by. Rodney was also a pretty good guitar player. And believe it or not, he was in a heavy metal band on the bass. Like they used to play at the bar at the, on the bass. Now I've heard his band name in two different ways, like two different names for his band name. The first one I heard was the changelings, which, okay, whatever. Sounds like a, a band, I guess. The second one is Fanny pack and the big Nancy boys. So I like that one better. His mm. band name was Fanny pack and the big Nancy boys. I, I'm going with that one. <laughs> Would they play polka? Uh, heavy metal, just like a nineties nineties heavy, heavy metal though, like mm. what they would consider like heavy metal back then. Okay. One comment I saw about his personality that cracked me a little bit up was he used to like fuck with these scientists to the point where like all the other guys were all super scientist guy. He was like rocking out over there. I don't know. I guess he didn't really realize he's fucked with them until too late, and a lot of people would get mad at him. In a flash, but he always had a way of like bringing it back to not like make them not pissed off at him. But he would piss people off just by like fucking with people all the time. Hmm. So I'm sorry, did I miss the part where having an astrophysicist on Antarctica made any earthly sense? Yeah, because it's night 24 hours a day for six months of the year. Mm, yeah. Okay. To study stars, it's better there or something. Yeah, I wish we had the technology to put potentially a large device that could look up into the sky for us and <laughs> beam it back somewhere that we could then look at it from the comfort of any other country. Well, continent, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But it also, they also you can also study, like, from what I understand, is star, the way the Earth moves a lot better from there, too. So you can have, like, a f lot more fixed location. So you, I don't know. I don't fucking get it. I don't even know true. why it's better. I mean, like. Once, I mean, once they make computers that are equal to or better than people' brains to hypothesize and do all that shit, then yeah, for sure. But I, do, I think, do think having like a, a human there does make sense. However, I also feel that all of his compatriots down there would appreciate Rick's method of shooting a telescope into space. Maybe they would have wanted to shoot Rodney into space, and and thought maybe that was the move after they heard him go. <laughs> For the 5,638th time. I have a really bad snoring problem, so this is kind of just proof that if I ever went to Antarctica, I'd be poisoned. Yeah. Yeah, because his uh, his telescope was also called Spyrex, so maybe he's not spying at everybody either. Like, he's just not doing no spy work. Mm. So maybe could that could be a possibility. Oh, there you go. I didn't even think of the spy possibility. He's, take, he's taking macros of everyone's asshole while they're asleep, and then like... <laughs> 
<laughs> blowing them up real big and they're like just accidentally quote unquote inside of his PowerPoint while he's giving his lecture. <laughs> Thinking, oh, what's that? That's not the speed of light equation. That's Marie's butthole. Ew, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> That's planet Outback. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Anyways, the Metallica shows later tonight, everybody. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're just doing we're just doing Enter Sandman six times in a row. If you're eating, then hey, yeah. good image, keep it. So Ronnie also had a girlfriend on site. He would actually uh, just kind of gotten engaged with her. Um, hmm. Her name's Son- Sonia Walter, and she was what they called her job title was a maintenance specialist. Which just sounds like a handyman. You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, I guess you know how to fix the specialized shit that's down there, but cool. But yeah, that's what it was her job. Uh, and she was supposed to actually leave for the winter, but she, since they'd just gotten engaged, she wanted to stick around for the winter with him. So I, I don't know if you, once you're there, I don't know if, like, if you just don't get on the plane to leave, like, do you have to take the test again? You know, or do you just go like, nah, I'm staying. Mm. Hmm. So she ended up staying for the, the, she wanted to stay for those winter months with Ronnie. So the winter months in Antarctica is from April to October. Most people leave for the winter. Like I said, only 50 people usually stick around. It's like kind of a skeleton crew. Some of the people like Rodney would be better off, better suited in the winter months. But a lot of the other guys, like you can't really study glaciology the same way as you would in the sun. So anyways, uh, it's basically astrophysicist. So that's the winter months. That's so let's talk about how this came to be. So on May 11th, 2000, Ronnie starts to get sick. Uh, And then he goes to see the doctor. He's just not feeling well. He was walking between the remote observatory and the base, which is the big dome. I don't know if you guys looked at any pictures, but uh, they have a bunch of buildings inside this big dome that just the dome just kind of takes off the, the wind and everything. But they have the little remote. So that you walk between like a little tunnel to get there, to get to the, the remote observatory. Was there any McDonald's kiosk there in that station? That's a good question. And I don't think so. I don't, uh, I think they would just have like station food, you know, mm-hmm. there goes my theory. They didn't corporatize. You know what though? If, if it would be anywhere, it would be at the American station at the South pole. There would be a McDonald's. Like if, if McDonald's is like, we want to get on all continents, that's where it would be. I had a really, I had a really big, guess about this is because there's a starbucks in literally every u.s government location they can put one and according to reddit there's a starbucks in antarctica so it wouldn't shock me if they maybe have a little mcdonald's or a starbucks or something down there just to give people a taste of home you know Mm. or if it's an aussie he's an aussie so it'd be a maccas as he's walking through that tunnel uh, he starts to feel nauseous Uh, his breathing starts to get a little labored and his vision starts to get a little blurry and, and he meets up with Sonia for dinner and he's telling her like, man, I'm not feeling like, I feel like shit today. <laughs> then she suggests like, why don't you go see the doctor? We have a site doctor. Go check him out. <laughs> no shit. Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been that pride guy though, where I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And then you just like, okay, fine. I got to go to the doctor. And then I should have went for like three days before that. He heads over there and he goes to see the station's doctor, a guy named Dr. Robert Thompson. Thompson looks at Rodney and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He doesn't know what these symptoms mean, really. Uh, and he suggests, hey, man, why don't you just go get some sleep? And maybe tomorrow you'll feel a little better. Dr. Thompson assumed, because of Rodney's binge drinking, 
that he was coming off a binge and it was just like a hangover or maybe just got a little minor alcohol poisoning from getting too fucked up on the weekend. So go sleep it off. Alcohol withdrawal is what he says he thinks it is. So he thinks he's so bad that maybe he hasn't been drinking enough. And, and like I said, Rodney's a binge drinker, but a lot of people say he only drank a lot like that. It was because he wanted to cover up his Tourette's. He was embarrassed by it. So he would get smashed and stop care, either stop caring or it wouldn't affect him as much. I don't know. But it was because of his Tourette's. Uh, so at, before he leaves, though, Dr. Thompson takes some of Rodney's blood and he's going to go analyze it to see what. Oh, did he, did he eat up a wire and then and then stick it, stick it in it to see if it jumps? <laughs> no, he did not. Why would, why would you do that? Is that some sort of alcohol trick that I don't know? Oh, no, it's how you find out whether or not they're the thing. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Well, remember that yeah. tooth thing too. Remember? Yeah, he didn't do the yeah. thing thing. Oh, uh, the tooth. The tooth is from the prequel, but yes, right. That's only in the prequel. I think it's right? in all movies. If you have a denture, then it it cannot replicate denture right, because right, it's a right. non biological thing or something. Right. Yeah, no, he took it, but he couldn't analyze it. The machine that they used to test the blood was malfunctioning, so it couldn't be used instantaneously. So should have just heated up some wire. Yeah, he should have yeah, for did. sure. Uh, but as he's take drawing the blood, he said that he noticed two fresh injection marks on Rodney's arm, but he didn't in- investigate any further. He just said, I noticed it. I just took my blood and I didn't say anything. Don't ask, don't tell. At 530 the next morning, Rodney woke up and his ailment hadn't gotten any better. It had gotten much worse. Uh, he's now vomiting blood. His muscles had started to ache. His stomach was worse, and the burn that was in his stomach from the day before was starting to radiate through his entire body. Ronnie's eyes couldn't even handle the low wattage lights at the station, so he opted for sunglasses at night, even though there was no sun for a couple months. Yeah, uh, you're not fooling me with that Corey Hart shit. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, was there a dog that was that just came out of running from somewhere and just stayed there in this station? Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a whole episode of me trying to say it's not the thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, you're only making it sound like you're the thing then. So now, now that he can't see, he's puking blood. He's getting scared. Uh, so he goes to see Dr. Thompson again, this time without Sonia having to prompt him to go. Dr. Thompson, still stumped, gives Rodney the diagnosis that he was currently experiencing a panic attack. What? Mm. <laughs> so he's freaking out, puking blood, and like muscle aches, can't see, panic attack. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think panic attack's what it is, buddy. No. So to combat the panic attack, Dr. Thompson gives Rodney an injection of an unknown sedative. I couldn't figure out exactly what it is, and so they just say a sedative. Because he's freaking out when he got there, too. He's like having a meltdown at the same time. So Thompson told him to go get some rest. Rodney couldn't get any rest. But the sedative did calm him down, so he Ronnie did try to go back to his room and get some sleep. Yeah, but like two two things you don't want together, unknown and injection. That's like some definite like fucking creature movie bad guy shit. He's trying to exacerbate the condition, dude. He's trying to test him. <laughs> Maybe the It's like Michael Fassbender just trying to create a whole bunch of aliens and shit. <laughs> Hey, freaking David. Dr. Thompson, like we'll see in a bit, Dr. Thompson is a problem. That's a fucking, yeah, that's a bad guy name. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Robert Thompson, I think it's from Dr. Robert. Dr. Ro- Robert Thompson. 
Sounds like a fake name is what that sounds like. He he's a problem, and we'll see why in a little bit. Like he right now, you can tell he's a problem. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He can't test the blood. And he's giving just sedatives like, I have a problem. Let's fucking sedate him. Yeah, like, it sounds like he won't test the blood. Yeah, well. That's a very, yeah, that's a move. You're like, oh, the computer broke. It's suspiciously smashed. Yeah. So what are the what are the chances it's the same Dr. Uh, Dr. Robert Thompson that's now a dermatologist 30 minutes away from me with four one-star reviews? I'm going to go with possibility and you'll see why. Very, very fucking possible, actually. As he laid, he went to go to bed. He lay beside Sonia. And he's restless and panicking. He's he's still freaking out. Like, I'm fucking so sick. I don't know what to do here. Rodney, what's wrong? All four of your hearts are beating so fast. <laughs> this time he wrenches loudly and spits blood everywhere. All in his room. Then he starts to breathe uncontrollably fast. Like, scary fast. And then he says his joints are throbbing with pain. And he starts to panic even more. Uh, he heads back to the med bay, barely able to walk, stumbling down the dimly lit hallways. Meanwhile, Dr. Thompson, while he's trying to get his rest, Dr. Thompson tries to get on a call with some doctor colleagues regarding Rodney's ailment, but he can't get through to anyone for any length of time because the sat phone is has shitty reception right now. So he's... Getting... Oh, it just happens to have shitty reception. Yep. Uh, when he arrived back at the med bay, Rodney was hyperventilating and panicking more than he'd been ever this whole time. Uh, Dr. Thompson gives him another injection... This time with Haldol, an antipsychotic. Usually you puke when you're having a panic attack, right? I don't know. Puke blood? I don't know. As yeah. the Haldol takes effect, he lays down in the hospital bed and begins to lose consciousness. Now, even Rodney's, uh, as Rodney's passing out, he's moaning loudly. And with each exhaling breath, he's got Sonia by the hand, just like she says she, he's squeezing with every breath on her hand. And then his heart stops. A trauma team that consisted of other people around the research base scrambled to try and save Rodney. Uh, the tra trauma team wasn't able to save the Australian astrophysicist, and he died 45 minutes later, around 6.45 p.m., just as most of the other 49 other people on base were sitting down for dinner. I think this is the right time. Somebody needs to go there, grab the flamethrower. Yeah, and burn the crap out of this motherfucker to... before he turns into that thing. Say, we need to see what Kurt Russell's doing and what his schedule looks like. I don't know. I, I want to see how many dogs were there because then it also becomes a dog thing too. So let's do this, people. Let's grab some flamethrowers. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Dr. Thompson now says, I'm only a pathologist. I'm only a, do a, like a doctor, okay? Just do general practice doctor stuff. I'm not a pathologist. So I can't do the autopsy. I'm not doing it down here. It's not happening. I don't want to figure out well, what exactly happened here. Yeah, he didn't want his chest cavity to open up and bite his arms off when he <laughs> tried to cut in there. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, no, see, so he says, let's wait till we get the body back to the mainland. Now, the problem with getting it back to the mainland is that during the winter months in Antarctica, it's impossible to land a plane to pick him up. It's so cold there that it can freeze engine fluid in a matter of minutes. So a plane can't even land. They'll just well, be grounded. That's not the only problem. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Wilford Brimley's in back. He ran his simulation. <laughs> it would take over the world in like a matter of years. <laughs> can't bring him back to the mainland. This is not the thing. Where are those penguins that bring them in? Yeah. Yeah. How many penguins could take out a thing? 
Just one. That's a good Ooh, question. Well, that's a good I mean, Rick, we if, if RJ can take on four thousand easily, <laughs> I'm assuming right. we would probably need all twenty million. I, I'll tell you what, though. Imagine I can't imagine nothing scary. I'll, t- I'll give you this, Rick. I'll be just as terrified as penguins if I see a head with spider legs run into a crowd of them and then assimilate as one. Then I don't know which fucking one is the thing. Yeah. Then I'm not going to try to take on even so much as one of them. <laughs> so they're stuck with the thing or the guy. It's not a fucking thing. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> yeah, that felt like a slip. Yeah, you know something. They're, they're stuck there. So Dr. Thompson and friends decide that they have to freeze Rodney's body until the spring when they can get it airlifted out. So the, the people on the base made a 2,000 kilogram, 440 pound coffin of scraps of oak. And they polished all these pieces of oak and planed them out so they could make Rodney a nice little coffin or a big ass fucking coffin. Then they close up the coffin and put him in cold storage where he remained for the rest of the winter period. <laughs> Does that mean outside? Yeah. Why was it so big? Just because it's just out of scrap wood. They didn't have a coffin, so they just made it out of whatever, like, shit they had around base, which was oak for some reason. I don't know why they have oak scraps around, but somebody's building furniture. I don't fucking know. Maybe they saw him touch some and it, like, burned his skin because they don't have it on his planet. (laughs) It's not a fucking thing! I'm telling you, the movie had that character called Charles, who was a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And I feel we have our Rodney over here just kind of replacing Charles, you know? Fine. That's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so winter months, another Ooh, another hey. five months. Okay, so he's got to sit outside in the cold and for five months. Within hours of Rodney's death, the National Science Foundation, the NSF, the people in charge of the station, issued a statement saying that Rodney had died of, quote, natural causes but the specific cause of death is yet to be determined, end quote. Mm-hmm. Alienation. <laughs> yeah. There was a memorial service at the, the station for Rodney. Uh, actually, it wasn't at the station. They hauled his casket to Geographic South Pole on like a warmer of the day or evenings, I guess. And they had a quiet service that included a few of his friends saying some nice words. And someone read a what was described as a statement from his mother. So I guess she sent like an email to someone and he, they just read it. Mm. So it wasn't until October 30th when they could fly Rodney out to Christchurch, New Zealand for the autopsy. Uh, the autopsy was done by forensic pathologist, Dr. Martin Sage. And he released his findings six weeks later, mid-December. They revealed that Rodney didn't have any drugs in his system. And that his liver showed no signs of damage like they would have if he was a heavy alcohol user like Dr. Thompson thought. They did find a trace amount of alcohol, but they found a huge amount of methanol, 150 milliliters of methanol, like a wine glass full of methanol. Methanol is like wood alcohol and it's highly toxic to people. And to kill someone, you'd only need like 15, up as little as 15 milligrams to kill some or milliliters, sorry, to kill someone. So you had like 10 times that amount in them still. Uh, methanol has like a slightly sweet taste to it, but it still smells like fucking grain alcohol. Like it doesn't smell. Anyways, it has a smell to it, but it tastes, it doesn't taste terrible. What's it taste like out of Rodney? Uh, probably. I don't know. Whatever a thing tastes like, I guess. Mm, so admit it. It's not a thing. So, not to like fully reduce this situation, but um. It kind of feels like this is all just a murder mystery setup so that this company can make a, a board game. 
about it. <laughs> <laughs> Rick shared his screen. But you can buy you can buy on Amazon for $17.99. So anyway, so this is the mystery. Okay. Rodney Marks, how did he consume 150 milliliters of wood alcohol? Did he do it to himself, whether it was on purpose or by accident, or did someone poison him? Now, normally this would probably be an easy case to solve. There's like 50 people on the fucking base. It would be just like a giant game of clue. Like it was Mr. Wally Baster in the med lab with the methanol. Like that seems pretty easy, but lots of things went wrong here. When Roddy first died, it was reported as natural causes, like I said. So after seeing the initial report, most people on base just thought Rodney might've died from a stroke or a heart attack or result of what was perceived as his alcoholism. Um, no one thought about taking photos or preserving crime scenes or anything of that nature because it was a death from natural causes. After he died, people just cleaned his lab, started working. They cleaned out all his shit from his room, put away all his stuff, kept a couple things maybe his parents would have wanted, chucked the rest. Oh, after he died, they just said, quick, let's clean everything up as quickly as we can for him. Yeah. Yeah. He only puked blood all over this room. That's fine. Nobody took pictures of fuck all. So nobody, everyone just got natural causes. Uh, his fiance did keep his room and stayed there the rest of the winter, but the lab was just cleaned up and people kept working as if nothing, no crime had existed because no one thought there was a crime. Everyone thought it was just heart attack dead or whatever. Not everyone was there. Uh, it wasn't until December when the autopsy report came out that many people thought that Rodney may have been poisoned. Like I said up top, the Art Antarctic politics are kind of hard to navigate. So the section of Antarctica that the Amundsen Scott base is located is one section claimed by New Zealand, but Amundsen Scott is an American base. Not to mention that Rodney is an Australian working on a U.S. base. So when Rodney's death was first investigated, a shit ton of jurisdictional issues came up. Like it took six months for the investigation to even start when Dr. Sage made his report and it got to a... Christchurch detective, New Zealand detective named Grant Wormold. There's something humming and hawing about who should be looking into this, this murder from like a legal standpoint. It was a U.S. base, so they wanted, the U.S. wanted to investigate. The Aussies wanted to investigate because he was one of their citizens. But New Zealand law states that the coroner is entitled to hold an inquest on basis of a body simply being present in the country. So that's how they ended up doing it. But it took them six months to even just like, let's investigate this. Wormwell gets uh, gets a hold of it, and he calls immediately to the National Science Foundation, the NSF in the states, for information as to what's going on. And you can imagine the troubles New Zealand police for accessing like shit that's happening in a U.S. research facility. Like they were stonewalling them for sure, right from day one. It took till 2003 before Wormwell could convince the NSF to agree to let Wormwell get statements from the 49 others that were at the facility that day. The NSF allowed it, allowed Wormold to, to create the questionnaire, but they would have to like vet the questions. And when they handed out the questions that were vetted to the scientist or whoever was on the base at the time, they told them that it wasn't mandatory. You don't have to fill this out if you don't want to. So fill it out if you feel like it. If not, a lot of people say after like they felt like their job was in jeopardy, so they didn't fill out the questionnaire. So Wormold got 13 out of 49 statements by 2003 so that's still three years after this happened that he even got any statements from the people around like i can't remember shit from three years ago like it would stick out i guess because he died obviously that doesn't happen all the time but still like three years ago is a long time yeah man come on this sounds like the most uh the thing cover up i've ever heard <laughs> like you can't 
<laughs> just keep saying shit that sounds suspiciously like the American government has a, a thing in a tank somewhere. So how many people worked in this one station, did you say? At the time, there was 50 people working there, including Rodney. Okay, so 49 people got into a room and said, are we good with just killing this guy because he fucking sucks? And they, Because everyone sounds like they were involved at this point. It could be. It could be. So in... Yeah. in because sorry, before you go, like I have this, I was checking on what was John Carpenter himself doing <laughs> during that oh, time. Good, good costume. So I was kind of googling shit, and I found out that he was working on this movie called Ghosts, Ghosts of Mars, of Mars yeah. right? That got released in 20, 20, uh, 2001. So during two thousands, he was doing the filming and production and everything. And what he said that this movie was based on a desolated land and it has to be like all filmed at night because it was all Mars and stuff. And they said, and they claimed that they did it in New Mexico, but who knows, they might be in Antarctica. And you know what? He was just making it real. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with you because Ghost of Mars is a hilariously terrible movie. And I think John Carpenter had so fallen from grace. Maybe he just wanted to get back where he was at the height of his career with the thing, you know, and then That's what way, better way to do that and leave a mark on society, but by actually creating the thing and unleashing it in Antarctica. You fucking asshole. Mm. It's not a thing. <laughs> my mind's decided. I know you. I know you're decided. I'm going to try and convince you otherwise. So Wormold, he's got a report that comes out in 2006 now. So this is six years after. Wormel complains in that report that he isn't completely satisfied with the NSF and their cooperation in getting files shared from their internal investigation into the death of Rodney because they did do they did their original investigation that determined it was natural causes. So he's like, how? Show me why. And they never actually ever gave him a proper answer for that. The NSF denies Wormold allegations and claims to have helped the New Zealand authorities throughout the process in whatever way they wanted. They gave the files and they let him send out the questionnaire. What else do you want? Leave us alone. We're trying to fucking study glaciers up here. This is interesting stuff. So Wormhold uh, wants more information about the other 49 people. Like he wants to know who the people were so he can actually go talk to them, but they still won't tell him who the people were. That's that's it for the NSF. So also in 2006 report, the base doctor, Dr. Thompson, was criticized by another doctor that had looked into his records. Uh, remember when they, when I told you about his blood and they couldn't have it analyzed? The, the machine that was to analyze his blood was called an ectochem, ectochem, and it's used to measure a person's blood chemistry. The ectochem had been malfunctioning for a while. It had like a, a shitty battery. So every time you turned it on, you'd have to recalibrate it and it would take like eight to 10 hours. So otherwise, if the, the battery wasn't working, it just loses its electronic memory. So every fucking time you turn it on, you had to recalibrate it. So this would have been an easy fix had Dr. Thompson made the maintenance of the ectochem a priority, which he did not. Dr. Mm. Thompson said that the maintenance of his lab equipment was not his duty, which it was, and was very complicated, which it was not. This is that's what he says officially. And then Dr. Thompson has never responded to any of these claims and has not been taking interviews with the police or media. In fact, no one except for us now knows where Dr. Thompson is. He disappeared after the heat started getting onto him. Then nobody fucking, he just, fuck this, I'm out. And he left. If your name is Robert Thompson in the United States, you can hide just about fucking anywhere and no one will find you. Exactly. So we we know he's in your town now, 30 minutes away, skin doctor. Yeah, giving lots of unknown injections. <laughs> yeah. You know what his ass is up to. I mean, I could go check it out. 
<laughs> ask him what's up with all the one star reviews. You can't, you can't, because we'd never know it was you that actually came back. <laughs> and if the officers in basement run, because I'm pretty sure the thing is hiding there. Sue mm-hmm. <laughs> just jumped on with you, the fucking you pricks. All right. There was a final report on Rodney Mark's case in 2008 that had zero new findings. But what the 2008 report did find that there needs to be a better way of investigating major crimes in Antarctica. A quote from Paul Marks, which is Rodney's father, after the final report, uh, quote, people will always find ways to do bad things, but things should never have reached to the point where somebody could drink a tainted liquid. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I heard it too, Summit. <laughs> yes, he did say the thing. <laughs> But things should never have reached the point at which somebody could drink a tainted liquid. Hear that? Hear that thing? After so long, it's probably impossible to ever know what happened if he died by sinister means or by accident. That is something we'll have to live with. Uh, And I disagree with that. Paul Marks, we got this. I'll go through the theories with you if you guys have any more comments. We got There's a couple theories to this one. Well, see, you guys, obviously it's a thing. Okay. So those two, Ricky, what do you got? (laughs) Anything you want to say before I go through this a bit? No, keep going. Okay. No, you know what? Let me. Okay. Did he go to McDonald's? (laughs) I don't know. They never made mention of McDonald's, but auto brewery syndrome, making wood alcohol. Like maybe he was eating wood, like eating plant matter. And it just had auto brewery symbol. Like maybe he's eating lichen. Moss. Every time Suma is on this podcast, I have a craving for McDonald's. Because <laughs> he's cause the he's next time Mc... I need a warning so I can pick some up because this is pretty fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first theory is suicide. I wrote this is the most obvious theory, but I guess it's not because the most obvious theory is it's the fucking John Carpenter's the thing. So a theory is that he just drank the methanol himself to try and kill himself. It's a little bit weird, the suicide theory to me, because not a lot of people, people didn't say he was suicidal at all, actually. Uh, He and Sonia just got engaged and were planning on marrying when they got out from Antarctica. The best thing was Sonia stayed. So they were, he's, he's, he was getting some every night. So why would he, he was happy at his place. For sure. And then uh, uh, Ronnie's parents and siblings were proud of the work he was doing. He was not like disgraced in any way. Uh, Rodney's reputation was stellar and apparently he was doing great work. All of his equipment was working properly. Everything was ahead of schedule. He had no real work stressors and no relationship stressors, but you never really know how people are feeling on the inside. That's what you hear, right? There are many accounts of Rodney binge drinking, like I said, uh, and that's because of his Tourette's to cover up his Tourette's. So that sounds kind of like there's something there that he's depressed about, or at least thinking about enough to get sloshed all the time for right a study done in 2016 suggests that people with Tourette's are quote associated with substantial risk of suicide uh, end quote and quote suicidal behavior should be monitored in these patients end quote so Ronnie could have been suffering in silence but still like if he was trying to kill himself why seek help once poisoned like on three different occasions he looked for help right like why not just let yourself die maybe had a change of heart like when people jump off the fuck golden golden gate bridge and they go like halfway down i fucking did i regretted it so like maybe he regretted drinking the poison but then even that case why not just tell someone you drank the methanol you know like if you just regretted it i don't want to do it and even if you were suicidal why use methanol 
you're like a really smart dude and you would have known that methanol poisoning would have been a long and painful shitty death there's many other ways to kill yourself another thing is men don't usually poison themselves to kill themselves uh, it's more of like a woman murder weapon mostly you find a gun shoot yourself that's what guys do um so i think suicide's a pretty weak theory even though it could be true but i just think it's a terrible weak theory so any thoughts on suicide yes i do because uh, maybe it makes sense because you know what what came out in the year 2000 the movie battlefield earth from john travolta oh you know? yeah that's that's totally fair maybe that's you the, watched it that, that's the only movie they had that movie has burned some bridges <laughs> There's like two movies up in the Antarctic and the other one was checked out. If I have to watch Battlefield Earth one more time, I swear to God, I'm drinking that wood alcohol. I, dude, yeah. Have you watched it? <laughs> it's terrible. It's shit. It's super bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, if I watch it again, I might kill myself. You're right. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's suicide. Anything else? Nothing. Next theory is maybe Rodney thought he could handle it. Some suggest that Rodney drank the methanol thinking it would give him a buzz. Just because booze wasn't doing it for him anymore, you know, because of that supposed alcoholism, uh, which is proven after his autopsy, he didn't have. So there's still like shit tons of fucking booze at the base. So, but maybe he just thought like, man, I need something more powerful, you know? Oh, also there was also a still at the base where they're making moonshine out of their scraps. So maybe they accidentally made methanol or maybe somebody was making methanol and didn't tell him. And he just went there and took a drink of that thinking it was moonshine. So that's possible, but I doubt it. Like, I don't think you're just going to drink out of the still without knowing exactly what, but maybe, maybe someone was like just making grain alcohol or wood alcohol. That's the, maybe thought he could handle. Maybe he just thought, Hey, this will get me more drunk and didn't realize it would kill him. I don't think that's mm-hmm. true either. Next theory is accidental ingestion. So one of the prevailing theories is that Rodney accidentally drank the methanol without knowing that he had. There was methanol in the base, uh, used to clean the lenses on the telescopes, actually. The stuff that they used to clean the telescope lenses was very diluted. The more powerful, pure methanol was in a container, clearly labeled, locked away with the rest of the chemicals. So I don't think you could accidentally get to the pure methanol. Maybe someone left it out and he just went, ooh, this bottle looks funky and chug a chug. I I doubt that. And then there's vast amounts of alcohol, like I said, on the station, like drinkable alcohol. Like there's a club on the station that was highly stocked and open almost all day. Like I said, his band played shows there and I'm sure he was tight with the bartenders there. Like I'm sure he was getting drinks from the bar. I'm sure that was the thing. So why go for the methanol when you have legit safe booze to binge on? I don't think he accidentally drank it. It was 10 times more, right? So it was way too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what's more metal? For sure. That's I, I. That's what I meant by, like, he thought he could handle it. Maybe he just thought, like, I'm more rock and roll than you assholes and just did a shot, a couple mm-hmm. shots of that. Called it a day. Yeah. And now, once again, enter the Sandman. <laughs> Exit light. <laughs> the next theory is, I don't know if this is my favorite one. But I'm prank gone wrong. Maybe him pissing people off. They're just trying to get him for once. Maybe him pulling like his jokester ways. Maybe they're just like, oh, let's let's see if you'll do a shot of wood alcohol. (laughs) One shot is approximately 44 milliliters. Let's say they put out a shot of wood alcohol for him and then he does it. And then he goes, give me another. And then he just does another one without them saying anything. And he just does another one. Fuck it. I'm a fucking hardcore. And the prankster's at that moment just realized like 
we kill that guy or he's going to die or they just don't even think he's going to die. They don't say anything. He just chugged it. It's too late now. Right. So they just let Rodney die and then hide it from authorities because they know they're going to jail. Like, I, I think this theory's legitimately pretty solid. It's discounted all the time because being on base and pranking someone seems like being bored all the time. Like fucking with someone like that might happen. I, I feel like that's we'll see like the murder side. I murders. Oh, they were just hazing him. Oh, then it's okay. They were just fucking with him. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think that's okay. I'm just saying that it seems more likely than most of them. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to like put this into perspective because I feel like Antarctica, like the whole situation, like everything going on down there is just a whole different world. So like, do bars cut you off down there? Or is it just kind of like an, a free reign, any alcohol you want, just like grab it and walk away? It, it's a bar, so you'd have to pay for it like any other bar. But I don't think it says open mo- all day almost. So like... I just feel like it's 24 hours a day open. I was just going to ask, like, was that a weekend when he died again? I missed the day. Ooh, I, uh, I didn't say the, the actual day of the week. Maybe he was just regular drinking and then he didn't realize. It was October 21st. Yeah. yeah. Problem is it's methanol. You'd realize there's a difference between alcohol and methanol. So, like, he wouldn't have realized. Somebody would have had to realize that he was getting, he was getting methanol at some point, right? So, I just think the hazing thing is, like, they all just covered it up and said, fuck you. We're not going to jail over an accident. Whoops. It was a Saturday. It was, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So last theory. I think it's the last one. There might be another one. Last theory or a couple more theories with you guys. Uh, murder. Like I said, if it was murder, it should have been easy to solve. But I already listed all the difficulties that were had in investigating the case. So who would have wanted to murder Rodney? Uh, let's say it were murder. So there's a few suspects that come to mind. Girlfriend. Sonia. Uh, the only reason I say her is because she is the significant other. That's usually the person who kills the you or the loved one. A loved one usually kills the person. And a woman's preferred form of murder is through poison than anything else. I don't really know much about the relationship other than that she was willing to stay in Antarctica for to winter with him. But not with Wakanda women. They like a spear. <laughs> what? Not with Wakanda women. I heard what you said, but how does that relate to anything I just said? What what kind of woman are we talking about? Wakanda. That's what I'm asking. I hate both of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's willing to say. I did see like a little bit about their relationship, like just by photos. Like at some point, her and Rodney had both dyed their hair. Rodney, Rodney, like purple. He had like long, fucking greasy '90s, fucking Nirvana hair. And she had like short green hair. I don't know. Maybe the long wit, the thought of a long winter was getting to her and she just snapped. Like she didn't take the test. Like she was supposed to, she didn't get psychologically prepped for it. I don't know how she was for the rest of the winter, but I can't imagine good either way, whether she murdered someone or her boyfriend died. I'm sure she was a fucking wreck. If she wasn't a shitty state of mind though, she could just like mask that as in like my boyfriend just died. You know, there wouldn't be, I don't know. Mm. And then nobody asked her any questions. Like they all had time to like, prep their all of these people nobody got asked anything until like six months later or three years later so yeah so that's uh with sonia her as a theory for the murder another suspect is a generic one but maybe also a solid one maybe someone also was in love with sonia and like didn't make his move quick enough and he knew he was never to get some with sonia without rodney being out of the picture so he like Mm. fucking just kills him off and like decides he's going to be the guy to come in and like 
be the shoulder to cry on. You know, maybe that's just generic, but I mean, that's another motive for murder, right? There's another far out murder theory that's out there. It's there's a drug dealing operation going on on base. Oh, come on. Apparently weed was being grown in the vent fans. There was an underground where you could get like harder drugs. So they they stumbled upon his spaceship underneath the ice. And then then he killed them and. Or. Gotcha. I'm thinking more Dr. Thompson might have been. The guy with all the drugs, especially harder drugs. His ectochem was broken. Scarier still, mm-hmm. he's been disappeared since 2006. Nobody knows where he is. Uh, maybe he was just erased by the bigger drug people. Or worse, maybe he was. he's on the run because he feels like the law is closing in on him. Maybe he was the drug kingpin and Rodney was just threatening uh, to say something or owed him money or something like that. Like maybe he was an addict. That's what they found. Needle marks. Maybe Rodney was an addict who was threatening to say something and someone from the drug trade, possibly Dr. Thompson, killed him to save the operation. Is this why Rodney had fresh needle marks? Was he doing injectable drugs? Maybe it was more simple. Maybe he owed whoever for said drugs and got killed because of it. Pretty far out there, but it mm. helps explain why the NSF would want to help uh, like cover something up like that. You can't look bad in front of the New Zealanders if you're America, right? Like Russia already has the one murder. So let's just keep it there. It's expected from the Russians, right? Like America can't take over the throne of that. Lying about murder is what's more expected from the U.S. So it's like of character. Just lie about it. Well, so the NSF well, what's, help keep that lie. I, right? I I agree with you, but we're we're used to being uh, embarrassed by shit like that. We murder ourselves constantly. Yeah, um, that's internal. You don't want to kill us. And yeah, we, you don't care if there's tourists there or something. What the fuck? You think anybody's ever gonna be like <laughs> war on America because one of their many mass shootings happened at a mall that uh, a New Zealand family happened to be visiting? But that's that's like internal. I'm what I'm saying is when you're overseas, like they bombed Iraq, they only killed three soldiers. What about all the civilians? They didn't mention what was that. the name of the three soldiers? <laughs> Amison Scott. Amison Scott. And who owned it? Americans. Americans. Okay. We also own the malls here. So (laughs) what I'm trying to say is that if you go to something American, you know what you're signing yourself up for. All right. We wake up every day. To get shot. Exactly. Okay. But then it's shot. It's still, I mean, murder is murder. Anyways, it's neither here nor there because the only thing more embarrassing than that would be being responsible for exacerbating a cosmic horror invasion. uh, And that's what I believe Robert Thompson was doing. So. (laughs) Because he did stay for the summer, you said. Yes, he st- he was going to be there for a year, full year. Yeah, so basically on a summer day, there was a penguin running towards the station and there was a helicopter following the penguin, trying to shoot it. And he mm. tried and he saved this penguin, a.k.a. the thing. And the penguin yeah. just galloped him. And now he is that person. And now he's just trying to make his space. And that's mm-hmm. how it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't buy that just a GP bullshit. That man was like some kind of fucking called man in black or whatever like that. Yeah, some sort of a G-man. I think Dr. Thompson's got something to do with it overall. If there if there's anything nefarious going on, I think Dr. Thompson should be right in the fucking middle of it. Yeah, now he's just gone? Come on. Yeah. This is the most, like... He was puking blood. For sure. That's one of the scenes in the movie. <laughs> so like, he, stop it. <laughs> that's, yeah. 
that's the murder angle drug dealer dr thompson being a drug kingpin or just maybe even just a fucking some sort of spy or something but i i like the i like the manslaughter like oopsie doozy murder you know like oops we didn't i i like that the most but murders is there too it's one of the two who did it dr thompson had something to do that's my opinion so I let's see what you guys got. That's it for the the theories on that. I have I have my uh my theory. It's mm-hmm. it's not a murder, unfortunately. Okay. okay. But that's really due to the lack of information, <clears throat> which is just limited because it's in the middle of obviously nowhere. So I was looking into Rodney Mark's like specialty and what he might have been been studying, and you might have said it, and I might have dismissed it, but um, apparently his specialty is radio astronomy. So specifically like blasting radio waves and, you know, how they come back into space and that's how they do different measurements. So I started to look into if there's any probable reason why they would need to have like a high amount of methanol use in any sort of testing. And essentially, I guess what they use is they try to shoot radio waves out into space to detect how much methanol there is in space because it will show you if comets are for, forming in distant solar systems. So my thought here is that perhaps Rodney was just at one point thinking, okay, I don't really know how to like tune to how far away this methanol is. So he was trying to create his own, he was taking the methanol and trying to create his own vapors that he could shoot radio waves at in a small area, like a small vacuum to be able to figure out what would this potentially look like in the radio wave view, because obviously the sensor is just not going to be like a camera. So you can't just like tell what it looks like. So I'm thinking he at some point just inhaled a fuck ton of it, enough of it that over time it killed him and it gave him methanol poisoning, but not consumed it. Cause if he would have consumed it, he probably went, would have went to the doctor and been like, hey, I think I fucked up. So that's mm-hmm. my theory as to what happened. And maybe like, that's the thing is there's so little information because the NSF didn't want to give up their, their investigation. So you're right. There's not a lot of information, but what I do know is that it was ingested the, the methanol. Cause they got a 200 or 150 milliliters out of his stomach from it. Like it wasn't absorbed through his lungs. So it would have been in his stomach. So yes, it, that would have be a something to think about for sure. Maybe it was something in that regard too. Maybe he just chugged back what he he had it like in a cup and he just grabbed the wrong cup and took a drink because he was using it to make his vapors, like something along the same lines. But I don't think he inhaled it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know enough about like any sort of vapor or how it then becomes a liquid again or what that would look like, especially in the context of let's freeze a dude's body for a fuck ton of time. So yeah, that's kind of up in the air for me as well. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird that there were. Not that there was a murder in any sense, but that there was a murder with such few people that could have potentially been involved and it kind of just like nothing happened. Well, that's why that's why I think like you're right on the when you said earlier that they all got together and like covered it up. That's why I think it's a prank. I think they oopsie doodled them. I think the fucking whatever stupid ass prank they were doing. Yeah, but you can't keep a secret with 49 people. Like that shit would be out by now. Wormold hasn't talked to these people. He got one questionnaire from 13 people that he wasn't allowed to make the questions for. So like, I know, but people want to be famous, right? They'd come onto our podcast and they'd be talking about it right now. Submit. You have anything to add? Were you there? No. Joe oh, okay. I almost got him. He, did you see? He almost <laughs> said yes, sir. Yeah. I... <laughs> Quick. No, though. <laughs> His dad probably has it right where no one's ever going to 
really know except for if they listen to the podcast because we're about to say the real answer but it's just there's too much up in the air and no one wants to help so it's hard to figure it out oh apparently scientists also use methanol to measure magnetic fields in space it's cool i mean don't drink it though fair warning to any of the scientists out there yeah i know that yeah i feel like if you're using methanol for any type of reason you would know especially if you're in that environment like you'd know all the lab chemicals that are shitty for you but maybe not this guy seems like a rebel he's too busy learning enter sandman to read the label Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm all right. Well, I don't know what we're going to go with here. I don't. The thing I think is what we're going to end up going with. John Carpenter's. Yeah, I think you need to trust me on this. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, look at what his name is. All right. R.J. McCready. Okay. Okay. What's my name? R.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Are you? Oh. Equi- Boom. <laughs> Done. <laughs> You're equating yourself to Kurt Russell? Yeah. It must mean I'm a descendant or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Okay. So I just I just think if we're talking things, I'm the authority on it here. Oh, yeah, you know what? Because okay. My name is the closest to Ah, uh, I got you. Yeah. So you just put Arthy. That that's like where you're from. That's like the region. Yeah, yeah exactly. From the yeah. Arthy. You don't know my real name. Which is my title and <laughs> And location. Um, he's the thing. He's the fucking thing. He just admitted he's an alien. I, well, no, I said you don't know my real name. Uh, it's just my title, RJ. It's just my Earth name. Well, yes. Get him with, get him with the pin. I'll take. I'll do, dude. I'll do it right. You think I don't already have a hot wire and petri dish <laughs> full of my blood ready at every moment? Okay, Look how it. much I've been talking about this. <laughs> Assume it. What do you think, pal? I know you. I already know what you think. Well, you say that. You think the thing. You love the thing. <laughs> I love the thing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think it all makes sense. So, uh, our, uh, I got we solved the case of John Carpenter's The Thing. Perfect. Nailed it. That's what you came in here and asking for, right, Sumit? That's what you wanted us to solve, Absol- right? That's what it was. I'm satisfied. I'm happy. I'm gonna uh, watch the movie tonight too. Hell yeah, dude. 4K. Yeah. RJ says it's awesome in 4K. It's um, fucking amazing on the 4K Blu-ray. I'm gonna watch it on my Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> we should end this podcast as they ended the movie where where somebody's just kind of we all are sitting down. We solve the case. It's me, Rick, RJ. And also Richard, and we are sitting down there. We are sharing a bottle of Scotch whiskey, and we are just accepting <laughs> it and saying that this is our fate, and it's gonna happen. Camera pans up, and it's all done, you know. And the music comes on. <laughs> oh shit! And then what if there's two Sumits, and like one of them saying he sucked Eve, and then like the other Sumit, but we can't really tell who's who. So we just call him Carlos, and then it's done. Yeah, yeah Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> And we're like, oh no, Carlo is back. John Carpenter's the Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Who's missing? Sudeep, Sumit, or yeah. Carlo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was Rodney Marks, guys. Interesting. And with that, the dicks solve the case of Rodney Marks. They close the file folder, Sumit pays his bills, and the dicks go back to drinking their glass of scotch, resigned in the fact that who they just solved this case for may very well not have been Sumit. <laughs>
suck deep or Carlos who they just solved this case for may very well have been the thing. I just watched Private Dicks and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! Hey there, all you private dickheads. That's probably not the name we're going to stick with. Anyways, uh, RJ here. I am here to tell you thank you for listening to another episode of Private Dicks. If you liked what you heard, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere they take your reviews, drop us five stars, say something nice. Also, what you just heard was from last season. If you want current episodes as they're dropped, head on over to patreon.com and search up Unethical Podcast. That's our mother podcast. I was not aware Private Dicks was a spinoff. I'm going to renegotiate my contract. On Patreon is a full 16-episode season more of Private Dicks, uncut videos of each episode, and many more things are getting added all the time. You can also find all of Unethical's content on there, so go listen to that. And if you're already a patron, fuck yeah, dude. You're the best. Thank you.